Welcome to Detox with D-Rich, where we talk and learn from inspirational members of our community and beyond. Now, from the Little Apple in Manhattan, Kansas, a man that is more perspiration than inspiration, your host, Derek Richards. All right, welcome back to Detox, everybody. I am your host, Derek Richards, and this is uh, the podcast Detox, Derek Talking. I hope this will be a good detox for your day. Sit back and uh, enjoy. Enjoy the good conversation. I have, I kind of have a special guest today, kind of like... (laughs) random as heck for me. Uh, this dude I saw up and down Anderson for probably years now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brian's on the podcast. <laughs> Brian, say your last name again. Vereen. Brian Vereen. Brian Vereen is on the podcast. And the reason why I have him is because, honestly, he is a local celebrity. He is that dude with curls up and down Anderson, his shirt off, rain, snow <laughs> it doesn't matter what the temperature is outside all year round yep. dude thanks for coming on the podcast I appreciate the invite dude it's been fun just to kind of get to talk to you a little yeah. bit yeah it i've been watching a little bit of your social media platform yeah. which is shout out what so how do how can people find you uh nappy Varine on everything uh nappy Varine on instagram uh that's n-a-p-p-y-v-e-r-e-e-n uh instagram facebook twitter um, I just had, I just downloaded TikTok, which I'm doing pretty well with that already. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm like three weeks to a month in and I'll have uh, almost 600 followers. What? Yeah. I'm doing pretty well on that. And good for you. Yeah, a lot of good feedback. So it's good. And you get, yeah, heck, we're going to get into all of it today. Cause I mean, there's a lot to you. I mean, I thought this dude <laughs> was just like, Hey, I just want to work out and <laughs> show everybody how big I am yeah. while, while I work out. And well, for, the first thing we got to get out of the way. What 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 weight are we talking about in these kettlebells or not the kettlebells the uh, dumbbells. The, the dumbbells what what weight are we talking about? Oh, uh, but these dumbbells um <coughs> they fluctuate honestly. Uh, what? Yeah, last year was forty fives, and then now I'm doing it twice a week towards uh one day is forty pounds, the next day two days after is uh thirty pounds. So yeah, and now I'm doing different variations of uh, workouts when I'm walking. Like uh, it was uh bicep curls, now it's um pec flies, uh, more push ups, sit ups. Uh, and uh, gonna start adding calf calf raises and everything too. So, what in the world told your brain, like, <laughs> good question. Instead of doing curls at home, I'm just gonna go walk up and down these streets with all my tats showing. <laughs> what 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 was what was this motivation? Where did this come from? Uh, honestly, it's it came from, uh. Which that's another part of my story is uh, when I well, we can just get into it if you yeah, want. Yeah, well, 10th grade, um, okay, Dragon Ball Z is what motivated me to do a whole bunch of physical stuff. Like, I wanted to, f- I fought people for fun. I even fought my friends. Like, I wanted to fight all the time. I trained like Goku, one arm push ups. I wished I wasn't uh, like 100% gravity. And then 10th uh, grade, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 10th grade came around and um, I took weightlifting class and like I wasn't getting muscle mass fast, but like my abs came super fast. 
Like I was super lean, but my abs came out and like, that's all I had. And that's all I would show people. And like, they, <laughs> like girls loved it, loved it. So, and then when I got in the boys home, uh, which that's another part of my story later on, but yeah, uh, I told, I promised everybody in the boys home when I got out, I was going to get that, my 1971 Caprice and then I'm going to get buff. And they laughed at me for both and I got both. Yeah. And I told them I was going to, I was going to start rapping too. So yeah. and, and you're on yeah, that, you're yeah, on that path yeah, as well. Yeah. Well, let's just go in. Let's, you know what? We might not ever, we might, we're, we're probably not going to get the whole story, uh, but I let's, I mean, we got so many things. I want to talk to you about why walking in, in dumbbell curls is the, is the, the, the recipe of the workout for you most of the time. Yeah. Uh, because honestly, I, I, I kind of question that a little bit go, what, why, why did that, <laughs> what what benefit comes to you with walking in dumbbells um, instead of like a stationary? Most most yeah, do, most yeah. dudes are station, yeah, and are curling and, and are really making sure that that each rep counts. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I get that a lot too. Is there a swing? Because you is there uh, a swing to the to the lift? Here's the thing: like when it comes to uh, walking with them, like um, it, the, I started doing the dumbbell walk. Uh, I think it was in 2010 is when I first started doing it. And uh, oh, what's the length, by the way? Sorry, uh, it's out. about three miles. Yeah. Really? So yeah. you go out, you yeah. go out a yeah. mile and a half, then come back and out. Yep. Yep. So yep. that's. Are we talking an hour? Two hours. Two hours with the brakes. Straight. Yeah. Straight. And no water breaks. No fluid. I just go straight through, even in the extreme heat. Like just, I dehydrate myself. So, yeah. Have you read Rabdo? No. No. What's that? Well, rhabdo is a is like a CrossFit condition. Oh. If people do too many uh, pull ups, they, they 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 what happens is they tear mm. the the muscle fibers in their in their um in their arms, and what it, it puts a poison into their blood system, which is wow. it, which is causes. I'm I'm probably not saying it right, but <laughs> rhabdo basically is not good. You do not want rhabdo. It will make you extremely sick, and it can it can really hurt you. Wow. Um, but it happens with that. So a lot of when you do a when you do a, a pull up, it's that it's that tearing from when you come down yeah. from the pull up. So I'm just curious about the if is there's like extreme tearing you, uh, when when you when you're pulling weight up and down so fast. Uh, the last time I felt actual tearing was uh, it was on my shoulders. Like that's this is like years ago when I was like really lean and like uh, I could feel my muscle fibers snap like and it hurt. Like it, like this was back. Did when you I was, injure yourself? No, but I would just feel them all the time, and it felt like somebody was like slapping like my shoulders. Like it was uh, popping, and that's probably what you're talking about. Yeah, but I would still work out. Like um, what was it? Two years ago, I thought I tore something in my uh, shoulder, uh, well, in my armpit actually, and um, I still trained. I still lifted heavy because I just couldn't see myself without the gym. And they a lot of people said that's dangerous, but like I. I just can't see myself without working out. Like it, it helps I get this me feeling that people tell you a lot of things. Yeah, and they you do. T- and you yeah. T- and you tend yeah. to you know trust trust your instincts. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's one of those things where some people might say I'm stubborn, but like it's I know what I want in life. I know what I want, and I know what makes me happy. And I just can't see myself doing something that that doesn't bring me satisfaction. So well, that's what I'm interested. I'm interested <laughs> about what makes you tick. So let's let's do this. Like uh, you know, floor is yours, man. Tell me about tell me about Brian. Uh, well, I was uh, born and raised in Manhattan, Kansas. Um, I'm a native. I'm proud of where I'm from. I've never been uh, ashamed of where I was from, uh, which is a, one thing that I've noticed with some people growing up. Like a lot of, a lot of people I know, like act like the worst thing is to be born in Kansas. And like that's, I, I can't help where I'm from. I'm from Manhattan, Kansas. I've always claimed it. No matter who's laughed at me, no matter where I've been at, which city I've been to. But um, honestly, uh, yeah, like I said, I was born and raised here. Uh, I'm the oldest of four sisters. Uh, was raised by my mom. Okay. Um, 
never met my dad, but I've been looking for him. And that's one void I've always felt with my life. It's just that and then, you know, not really having a good relationship with my mom to this day. Um, mm. So I, I've always kind of felt like n- never knowing what unconditional love was. So I just, you know, I don't know. I tried to hold on to friends that I knew weren't good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, got in a lot of relationships back to back to back uh, because I did not know how to be alone. So it was one of those things. I was fighting a lot of demons. And um, what helped me through a lot of stuff is uh, exercise. Exercise and writing, like, um, definitely helped me out. And um, when, did, when did exercise start in your life? Like I said, I, like with Dragon Ball Z, I would work out. And I would always be like, like it's so funny because uh, yeah, okay, so, expl- so people don't. <laughs> oh, expl- Dragon-, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is. <laughs> Do you know what that is? <laughs> it's the, I know what it oh, is. Okay. I'm just saying, like yeah. when you say that, yeah. people might be like, is that a kung fu yeah, thing? It's like, uh, it's, it, a it's a show. Yeah, it's an anime uh, uh, show with um, you know, like it's hard to explain. Like just super sane, but it's people a, that are fighting to say planet Earth. But it's a culture of just like anything like yeah. people get really deep into WWE yeah. or oh, yeah, you know yeah, people yeah. get really deep into you know Dragon Ball Z yeah. or NASCAR or whatever it is yeah, yeah. okay yeah so uh <clears throat> I forgot what I was going on so yeah. working out yeah working out so just always helped me out like with a lot of stress and whatnot and uh just I don't know I feel like my mind's bouncing everywhere but basically to like we'll get there to um like I said uh my mom raised me, single parent mom, four four sisters. And you said you were the oldest, and the, the, oldest. And the only boy, and the only boy. So <laughs> okay, yeah. So it's like I was just thinking about this the other day because I'm working on my autobiography, and it's like I never had like a big brother that I could say, "Oh, I'm getting my big brother to beat you up." If I got myself <laughs> in some stuff, like I had to deal with it. So um, yeah, and then we just we uh, I was born in Manhattan, uh, lived a little bit in Ogden, Kansas. Then we uh, lived in Flint Hills. Um, What's your is, mom do? Uh, right now, I think she's unemployed. Okay. With you. Yeah. Growing up, was she bouncing she was around hardest, jobs? Hardest, no. She was the hardest worker I ever knew. She worked at Metal Arc Hills for years. Okay. And uh, and that's why it's kind of sad to see her now. I kind of feel like she's just like giving up. Mm. And but I look back at it like when I was with my uh, ex Cassie, that she's who pointed out that my mom was an alcoholic, and I never knew that. Mm. I never noticed that because it was normal to me. I mm-hmm. guess like I saw it every day since as far back as I can remember, and it's like. You don't notice certain things until you bring it out to somebody that's not involved in your household, you know? And, and this girl, you said Cassie? Yeah. Yeah. She, she's the mother of my uh, oldest two kids that uh, just passed away last year. When so. did you meet Cassie? Uh, 2008. To the end of so 2007. After, so after high school? Right after the boys' home is when I met her. When okay. I got to the boys' home, yeah. yeah. How'd you get in the boys' home? Uh, What's that story? <laughs> Woo. <laughs> we don't have we don't have to we could talk no, about we, no, we could we talk, can talk about, about lifting about, weights no, if you want I'm talking to talking about everything no, uh, <laughs> hey this podcast don't worry yeah. like i say to all my guests no one's listening to this it's just <laughs> me and you man i know we're, I, we're I'm, just talking i'm an open book okay a, let's go um so uh, uh the boys home how i got in there the first time me and my mom got into a big argument over uh, I wanted to stay at my friend's house because it was the all-star game. I remember this vividly because it was in Houston, Texas, the all-star game. Okay. This was like 2005 when Tracy McGrady played and all of my favorite rappers from, were from Houston. So this was big for me. I wanted to watch it at my friend's house. She uh, came to his house and told me to come to the house. And I, I just kept taunting her, calling her a B and whatever, you know, let me out the house. I, I don't want to be here. And to the point where she ticked, we ended up fist fighting. <laughs> okay. Cops were called. There it and is. She swore that I set her up. 
like she swore that I set her up. Yeah, I ticked her off and to the point, but I ticked her off because I wanted her to be like, you know what, leave the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so she went to jail. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, she went to jail for, and then it was the newspaper for child child abuse. And man, I did not stop hearing that for seven years, like yeah. six or seven years. Did I you frame it as child abuse at the time? No, no, no. What, what, no. What's your perspective of it? Honestly. Uh, I mean, from the outside looking in, it probably would have been. But like me, I, it was not like my intent of all that happening. Mm-hmm. And that just made our relationship even worse. Um, and then uh, I was in the boys' home for three days um, in Junction City, Kansas, which was new home. Um, so explain, new directions. What is the, yeah, I'm so sorry. I keep no, cutting you off. No, good, so explain boys' home. Like what, it's, uh, is f- that juvie or? It's, no, juvie is, which is another place I went to. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, bo- the boys home is like more of an open place like uh, it's for nothing but boys that are troubled uh, I was like the only person from Manhattan in there and uh, everybody else was from Kansas City Topeka Wichita um, Garden City uh, all these cities that uh, whenever I brought up Manhattan they would laugh I'm yeah because like, they have this it's perception. not cool to live in Manhattan exactly. Kansas. that's what everybody's perception is yeah and um but uh, I was in there with all of them and like I ended up being cool with all of them and like uh Especially, like, I was cool with, like, all the Mexican guys from Kansas City, Kansas, Wyandotte County, if anybody's familiar with Rhyme Dot, uh, Crime Dot, but they call it, it's Wyandotte. The, the Dot. Yeah, yeah, they call it Crime Dot, but <clears throat> I was cool with all the Mexicans out there. They wanted me to join the the Serenios. I was like, oh, I don't I do not do that. <laughs> I don't gangbang. But, uh, yeah, so, and then that was, uh, I was in there f- that time, and then the second time, I believe I was there for, like, hitting the street with a baseball bat. Uh, and we lived on the South Sixth Street, which is right next to the uh, the old jail cell mm-hmm. uh, on Colorado Street. And uh, so you some, lived on Colorado. Yep. Sure. Yep, yep. It was right by the municipal court. And uh, oh yeah, I went to Seven Dollars, man. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was my grade school. Well, so after okay, I'll ask you. Later. Even even to this day, so when I go walks and run, yeah. I, my routes are always on Yuma in yeah. Colorado. Wow. Uh, nothing for any particular reason, yeah. but I love those streets a yeah, lot. I, yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. There's nothing. I hate when, so I'm in real estate yeah. and, you know, people have stigmas about parts of town and there's, yeah. you know, Yuma gets a really bad rap. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I've never felt, I've never felt like I was going to be in trouble or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. It's, uh, Actually, so after um, school every day, I would go to the Douglas Center. Yep. Yep, that's a big and play part basketball. Of my life too. I play yep. basketball yep. from three to five every day yep. from sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Okay, um, just because I love basketball. Have you seen what they done with the DC across the street? I haven't been in there uh, yet. Me neither. But I rode by it and it looks pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited for it. So you're one of the originals. I remember when uh, the Douglas Center had the pool. No, you don't remember the pool. It was where? like right. It was right where the oh new, oh oh. You yeah. mean across the street? Yeah, yep, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, I remember that. I remember watching. <laughs> I remember watching. MTV rap videos in the back room with the TV that, oh, yeah, was, yeah. that was locked down, like, you know, so no one would steal it. And I was, I just, I'd rather be there than be at home. Yeah. That's yeah. what I did. Yeah. We used to go there, play pool. We used to play basketball yep. for a long, well, long time. We used to go to T Night, which was on Boys and Girls Club when, when it was on Fourth Street or Third Street. I think it was Fourth Street. Okay. Um, yeah. We used to do all that. And like, uh, but yeah. <clears throat> so back to this, like, the boys' the, home. Yeah. Boys' home, but also. I'm thinking, what what does it mean to be seen as a bad kid or a Honest, troubled kid or constantly be seen as a kid I, whose mom went to jail? That's a good question. Honestly, that's a really good question. Like for me, I always thought I was a bad kid because of the things that I, I've done and went through. But 
as I'm older, I realized that I was just really misunderstood. Mm. And I believe that a lot of the people that I was in the boys' home with were misunderstood too. And some of those guys that I was really, really close to, God, I get emotional every time I talk about this, but some of those guys that I was really close to like are doing life in prison. Some of them are dead and some of them are in a wheelchair. Like, And a lot of them, they just had rough upbringings and like it, it sucks because inside, I was in there to witness these people. These people were good, they were funny, but once they're in a certain environment, it's like they have something to prove. And I just hate it because it's like to society, once they're out of there, they're pieces of shit. They're not. Mm. They're not gonna amount to something, or they're uh, they're destined to go to prison or jail. Yeah. And one of my friends, he just got done doing seven years. And last time I talked to him, which was like two weeks ago, he might be doing another five years. And it's crazy. Me and him are like inseparable. Is there ever a success story? I mean, because these there, places are obviously for rehabilitation. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could say I'm part of. Or that. you're you're yeah. the you're the yeah. success story. Yeah. Because uh, when I went to the boys' home for the third time. Uh, it's so funny how that happened. This is why I look back at life and like writing my book is like, it just makes you know that like somebody's looking out over you. Mm-hmm. I went to the boys home for the third time and uh, Mr. Barry, rest in peace to him. He's like one of my mentors. He's in my first book and he gave me so many chances and he saw the potential in me. But <clears throat> like uh, I graduated high school a semester early. Then I went to the boys home uh, for a uh, house arrest and probation violations and everything. I hated living at home. I really did. Yeah. And, uh, but I was always good in school. So it's one of those things where it's like, I remember going to court and the cops and the lawyers were like, can you believe this kid gets straight A's and he's going in and out of jail? And like, that would always hit me. That was like a slap in the face. Mm. And, but I couldn't, I wrote, I was raised in a household where my mom's been through so much stuff. Like whatever goes on in this house stays in this house. So Mm -hmm. I was never allowed to ever open up about how I felt. And now when I tell my friends stuff, like what I went through, like, they like i never knew you went through that i always used humor to uh sure. to cover up the stuff that i went through can we can we talk about let's where, talk about everything where did your mom where did your mom grow up my mom is from a uh, uh, high point north carolina and her mom passed away when my mom was 14 and i think that really affected my mom and that's what bothers me with my kids especially my daughter because uh my daughter and my son were nine and eight when their mom passed away and my daughter doesn't like to talk about it but my son does and it's like, sometimes it scares me. It's like, damn, man, is my daughter going to grow up feeling like the way my mom did, you know? Mm. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, she uh, was from North Carolina, High Point, North Carolina. And what brought her out here was her older sister that married a military guy. And she's been out here ever since. But my mom was out here since she was 14. So she considers herself a Kansas girl now. But she was, um, she was born and raised in uh, North Carolina. <clears throat> it's uh, It's got to be tough to understand why people act a certain way yeah and try to be empathetic towards yeah. uh their their upbringings exactly but it sounds like mom didn't have much of a chance either you're telling me and like i tried my best to understand her but like she would not open up mm. it's one of those things where it's like everybody's against me which is so funny because that's the stuff i used to say but i had to hit rock bottom in order for me to like change my mindset and stop treating people a certain way because I knew that if I did not change, I knew who I was going to end up exactly like if I don't change my life, you know? What what was the rock bottom for you? <clears throat> uh, my, um, uh, when Cassie, my ex, took my uh, two oldest kids uh, to Chicago, like that hurt me worse than anything. Mm. And then uh, I ended up having a, uh, a relationship and another kid with somebody within the next year because I was trying to fill that void. Mm-hmm. And all that did was just make things worse. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
that and then it went from me being able to take care of my family my mom whenever she needed money <clears throat> and whatnot and cassie's parents whenever she needed money to me bouncing off of couches yeah <laughs> to me like child support was killing me and it, it, it just went from that and it's like in a matter of decisions and thinking out of uh loneliness and being hurt and it just hits you in the long run you yeah know? so yeah it's one of those things but i've like i said i've always had working out to keep me level and calm through all that stuff when i when i felt like nobody could relate to me it's like i'm just gonna work out i'm just gonna i'm just gonna work this pain out of me <clears throat> and what was that healthy medicine of working out what was that like if it's it's like it's like a high that I don't think anything could ever match, to be honest with you. Because you're making yourself look, feel better, and you're, you're like, it's more of a mentality thing for me, honestly. Because I told everybody that I just, with all the things that I've been through, it's good to work it out instead of just like fighting everybody. Or like, I could, I could easily be one of these crazy guys, but from time to time, I got to humble myself. Because there's some people that do test me, honestly. Especially when you're on this like positive tip, they act like you don't have any other emotion but to be positive, but you want to keep slapping me until I go off and then I'm the bad guy. Mm. It's one of those things. So, yeah. Dude, thanks for sharing for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cassie's, so what happened? Um, What's well, going on? Oh, uh, man, this is crazy. Uh, well, she has she had diabetes since she was five years old. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, um, okay. Yeah. These and, are some really happy stories. Yeah, you're, you're telling me, man. <laughs> the last time I saw her, she was brain dead in the hospital, man. I was hoping she would get through with that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she, she... She passed away, and she was gone for like, I think, damn, I want to say eight to 12 minutes, I think. And she lost so much oxygen in her head. Like, the last time I saw her, like... Like she wasn't even aware of anything, you know. And um, I was really, I was, I prayed for her and everything. I was like, man, I, I was like, if you can make it through this, I just hope our relationship could be better. Mm. And it's just, you know, it, it's crazy because it's like now I, <clears throat> I'm in an emotional spot with my kids. Like I don't want to be too tough on them, but also I don't want them to. I I want to be their role model. Like I want to make sure that whatever they want in life, I'm going to be there 100 percent for them. Yeah. But I don't want to be too tough on them to where the point where they feel like they hate me. You know. Because mm -hmm. I I mean, uh, Sadie has to, my fiance has to tell me from time to time like like you're 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 tough on yourself. Mm -hmm. And I hear a lot of people at work tell me I'm tough on myself, but like I I just like satisfaction. I, and nobody else is going to push me as much as me. Everybody else has a life on the outside. Nobody's going to push me like the way I want to be pushed. So. If you can think of the life lessons that your mom, that you're thankful for, what would that be? Um, that, which is a lot. As crazy as she was, she had some valuable lessons. Well, maybe a lot. But she always told me that everybody that I think is my friend is not really my friend. <clears throat> she told me that nobody's going to, going to care about what you want in life more than more than you are um never brag too much about the things that you have mm. <clears throat> and uh you know think and just a lot of her stuff was just how hard she worked mm. but it's, it's sad looking back at it now because it's like what uh, what made you like give up what mm. made you quit you know but <clears throat> it's one of those things why I'll, haven't you quit that's the thing man like it sounds like you got uh, 101 reasons to just just pack it in because you a lot of people what a lot of people probably realize or fail to realize is that if you love me it motivates me if you hate me it motivates me and it's my anxiety also okay my anxiety and my ocd like i have to it will bother me more if i don't do it than if i do do it gotcha. like, it's one of, like it really like my head is squeezing if i don't do something 
So yeah. So it's kind of a, <laughs> it's a double-edged sword, but it's it it's, it's a healthy yeah. it's a healthy pressure, right? It it is, yeah, yeah. That's true. So I mean, I'm not trying to say that I know I know what you go through, or um, I. I, I have motivated like you are, but I, you know, I ran a half marathon this weekend. Yeah. It congrats, took, congrats to that also. Thanks, bro. I appreciate <laughs> that. It, it hurt. It hurt a lot. Does and it I, still hurt? Uh, my hips hurt. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sore. I'm sore, but I'm, I'm good. Um, but you know, it takes time and hours to get prepared for those things. And yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of a contradiction. It's like, why would I choose to go outside and hurt myself? But then you find out it's like it's the greatest. It's the yeah, great, great. It's the greatest pain that yeah. you could choose to do. It's a rewarding feeling in the end. Oh, absolutely! You went through and did it. You know, the worst it, pain is doing nothing. Exactly. And then following that, exactly. that downward spiral yeah. of the next day you did nothing, and then the yeah. next day I feel less motivated, and then the next yeah. day I'm, I'm. There's yeah. no way. I, and then you start creating these excuses, right? It's like, well, yeah. I'm not strong enough to ever go into a gym. I'm never. Yeah. I, I'm not going to be strong enough to try something um and and now i'm too i'm too overweight and now it's and and now it it, now it's gonna be harder that downward spiral is is extremely that's uh, one thing like i i noticed that a lot of people have negative soft self-talk like if they're idle in their mind but i get that from time to time but like what helps me get out of that is actually doing something mm -hmm. and what also motivates me is the fact that i think of myself like 40 50 years in advance like if i look back and i'm like 80 80 something like am i gonna be happy with all the things that I did like right now I'm happy with a lot of the things that I've done and gone through but like I tell everybody this like a lot of people might think the things that I'm doing right now is impressive but like this is super small compared to a lot of the other things I planned out for me so are we are you wanting to reveal the plans or 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 those are your secrets or some of them are secrets but (laughs) it's it's one of those days where I've learned like honestly there's so many small-minded people that if you tell them they'll try to either try to doubt you and there's no way that could happen okay you said that before so i'm not gonna believe that but uh a lot of it is uh right now i'm on my 13th book i'm working on my 14th and 15th what it, wait hold, what yeah I've, what are you talking about yeah, i write books yeah yeah you you write books yeah, i actually brought two books actually what yeah you you publish them yourself mm-hmm. and this is your copy what yep, that's my first book yeah shut <laughs> the front door <laughs> Yep. Dude. Okay. So for everybody in the interwebs that are watching us on Facebook, uh, keep telling yourself that. Yep. Motivational book. Okay. Your your logo here. What is it? Versatile yep. Fitness? Yep. I also saw that you have a clothing line, sir. Yep. Yep. Uh, versatile Fitness and Motivation and... uh. That's actually the main reason why I got into a GTM is because I knew that if I was inside of that, like it'll be easier to to learn and see how it's done and also have the connections. Yeah. Well, man, I'm excited to read it. Yeah, man. I'm excited a, to, yeah. to jump in your brain a little bit. I got some pretty good feedback. Also, I got some good. Uh, I got five stars on a uh, on Amazon. Where'd those, it go, bro? those are some random buyers, so that's when you know it's <laughs> honest. You know. <laughs> how how did writing become part of? become part of your journey like you're working out yeah you're you are pursuing the rap career yep yep i'm not gonna make you spit bars right now (laughs) (laughs) uh writing and then then writing because what do you what do you like to write about i guess everything tell me about tell me about what you what are you interested in uh mainly um 
what I write mostly is like unique words. If I think of like like I'm pretty sure uh, during our podcast or after, I'm gonna recollect with all these words that we have that we uh, like. If you use a certain word, I would just want to rhyme that word. Uh, but uh, I write a lot of words, a lot of ideals, a lot of inventions, which I'm working on some inventions to get patented too. So I'm working on a lot of stuff. Sounds good. But uh, anything that pops in my head, because I don't think any ideal is a bad ideal. Like I, it, we, it blows my mind. I, I talked to this uh, one of my best friends at work. It's like I see everybody kind of mindlessly working at work, like just working. I'm like, I wonder how many ideals they have pop go through their head that they just let fade. I'm like, that could get you out of here. Like, that ideal. But I'm thinking, of, oh, man, I have so many. Like, I, you know, it's crazy. What What is the, is there anything that can hinder the ideas from popping in your brain? Is there, uh, is there anything that you know that you go, I'm not going to go down that path because it's going to limit limit uh, my, my brain space? Um, I used to beat myself up when I got, like, a ideal block. But um, now they just come so fluently. How do you encourage that? How do you, how do you? Allow uh, that to having a conversation, anything that involves words, having a conversation, listen to a podcast, listening to a song, listen to a commercial, uh, reading something uh, now, which I'm making a habit of like reading uh, labels in Spanish. I'm working on my Spanish, too, again. So, uh, <laughs> man, I just I'm working on a lot of stuff. What are you doing the best? What, what What's the one thing that you're doing the best at right now? Uh, I would have to say. Um, motivating people, honestly. Okay. What's, what's so that? so? If someone wants to become a a, a personal motivator, um, how what's what's your path been like? Uh, honestly, if you have an interesting story and if you could like, honestly, I think the the people that give the best advice honestly have gone through turmoil, have gone through some things that sure. make you so surprised of what's making them still stand today. Mm-hmm. Um. People that um, have made something of themselves, people that are proud of themselves, people that just are doing great things, and um, uh, honestly, stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> something that's groundbreaking. Everybody wants to be something in life, and also, like, uh, you can learn a lot from, like, a, a homeless person, too. Like, I've talked to a lot of people, and, like, I'm interested in their story, too. Like, like, what were you once doing? What made it get to this point? At one point, I thought, I've been homeless before. My mom didn't want me to come back to the house after the boys' home. Even I didn't even want to go back uh, home. I told Mr. Barry to keep me in the boys' home longer. I wanted to save up more money, and I never wanted to come back to Manhattan. Like I had so much disdain towards old friends and my mom, and uh, I was like, "Man, I'm moving to Los Angeles, or I'm moving to uh, Atlanta, or uh, Houston, Texas." And um, I got in a relationship, and this kept me out here, you know. So, okay. So yeah, and, but yeah, it's one of those things. You said you told me in our phone conversation that you got a fiance. Yep. Yep. Okay. Are you guys getting married? Uh, oh, come on. We might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't keep this guy down. No, uh, I mean she she motivates me with everything. Like she's supportive with everything. Um, I think I just got to work on myself when it comes to that. Honestly, okay. Because it's, it's one of those things where it's like someone's trying to love you, man. Yeah, yeah. Brian, you got to let someone love you. She loves me, <laughs> but it's I don't know. It's just me because I just I don't know. I just. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. Well, we can get back to the fitness stuff because <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting. You you do have a pretty incredible transformation. You, yeah. Here in this photo, what what are you weighing at, at uh, this point? Man, probably one forty five, maybe one fifty. What what body percentage fat do you have right there? Uh, honestly, I think I was like at eight or nine Holy at that cow. time. Yeah, and my body fat percentage has gone up. 
Is it? Yeah, it, it, and like because uh, right now you're you said you're wearing two hundred five. Two hundred five. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's gone up because uh, I had to eat a lot of stuff in order to um, uh, gain my weight. And uh, but yeah, it's last I checked, I think it's like in the twenties. To be honest with you. And okay. Yeah, for real. And a lot of yeah, like uh, like I'll go to a complete nutrition and I'll step on their scale because they're like the only ones that have that that scale. Mm-hmm. And they're like, your body is weird. They're like, you would think that you would have less body fat than what you have. Yeah. And uh, especially they, when you have abs. Anybody yeah. who has abs, yeah. you would yeah. go, you would go. Uh, you're yeah. you're probably gonna have to yeah. shred a little bit so to, maybe, to make sure you have some abs. Maybe their scales off or something. But, <laughs> but uh, they always talk. Nichols about Chiropractic has the same thing where you can just yeah. you just yep. just put take your shoes off and yeah. and, and and it, it put pulses the yeah and generates ha- your 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 measurements for you. Yeah, it's one of those things. But uh, so what's your what's your diet look like? Uh, I eat okay. I just cut out uh, Oreos. Uh, <laughs> just well okay um, our oreos are a part of your diet so they, they were like i would eat everything but now i could tell that when i'm uh, my metabolism is not as fast as it used to be um i just eat um mainly everything a lot of burger king a lot of burger <laughs> king whatever my fiance cooks um um but i just eat a lot and i just work out a lot like i don't have a strict diet i just eat I'm working on cutting out more sweets because, like, my mom has diabetes too. Uh-huh. So another thing I got to deal with. Because have you had any tests done? Oh yeah, my blood pressure and everything's good. Okay, sort of levels and everything. But uh, uh, I guess after like Cassie passed away, like made me want to be more health conscious, especially since she had diabetes. My uncle had diabetes. My mom has diabetes, and it's Gosh. like it's, it's yeah, it's I'm all around people that have health problems, mm-hmm. and I just don't want to be one of those people, you know, that depend on like medication or a pill every day. So. What's next? What's kind of what's on your? What are you working on this week? Uh, working out as always. Um, what does working out look like? Um, how how many times are you in the gym? Uh, I'm at the gym once a week now. I used to go uh four times a week, but uh, ever since the pandemic, I was like, I'm not gonna have anybody tell me that I can't do my passion. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started doing all my exercises outside. But uh, Wednesdays is when I go to Genesis. That's mainly for like uh, chest, triceps. Uh, is there abs. a program that you that you yeah. run? Or well, yeah, I have my own like little workout log book, which I left in the car. Something told me to bring my bag in here. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just do that. And uh, But I'm working more on like body and free weight now. Um, they say that some of the best guys that have like the best bodies are like honestly like don't train machines okay like people that are like in prison like that are jacked they don't use machines at all and like um so you try to you're you're on the free weights yeah 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 but when i do go back to the gym like i didn't lose any mass any strength like uh i'm maxing out on all the machines like uh everybody sees me do it like one of my videos uh was 275 for the pec fly and then uh, another video which i might upload tonight or tomorrow uh 300 pounds on the pec fly yeah pec fly yep yep okay right. yep. just just, like just that. there it is yep. Yeah, and then uh, I am going to call you out though. Let me let me tell the world uh-oh. right now. <laughs> uh, Brian's push-ups are trash, and I'm just <laughs> and I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Go on his social media, follow this bro, but his push-ups are trash. Uh, I've seen so many people do push-ups this way. I don't understand it. Explain to me why you call that a push-up. Because uh, I'm pushing my body up. No, <laughs> no, oh, not even close. Are you talking about military push-ups or something? I'm or? just talking about. Look, it's the it, when you when you do a push-up, you yeah. have to. 
you have to lock out. You have today. to lock out. You okay. have to lock out. Okay. Is I mean, am I wrong here? I've just never understood the the form where you never lock out. Have you heard of a uh, CT Fletcher? Yeah, I know CT Fletcher. Have you seen is. his workout methods? But his arms can't. He literally can't. Like he can't extend his arms because he's like he's so like torn from all the all the workouts he's done. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you ever heard him say that? He says that all the time. He's like, if he if he gets he gets crap all the time because he he does like shoulder presses yep. and he can yeah. he yeah. he doesn't have full range of motion because he's he's got so much mus- muscle fiber tear or whatever. Anyways, man, I'm just giving you I'm just giving you crap. No, no, he meant that. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, he meant that. This is his podcast. He's, he's saying I run, this. you know. You, you walk up and down the street with your shirt off, you know. You, we should just take our shirts off now, right? We should just... Or <laughs> if you, we want to. I, you're gonna, I don't want to intimidate you. <laughs> um, one of those things is... uh, Yeah, I just see that certain people do like their push-ups a different way. Like I noticed that uh, you are right about the locking out, especially like when I get like over that 80... 80 rep range is I'm when just I jealous that. that you're over an 80 rep range. <laughs> like, so this this guy, what you you did 153 last week. Yeah, yeah, 153. And uh, when does it start to burn? Man, uh, at what at what number were you? Are you like okay? Now I got to start working really hard. I think it's between 80 and 90. Uh huh. But once I get over to 110 and 120, I'm like. Man, this hurts. But I keep t- I keep that number in my head. I was like, you got to beat this. I was like, you are on camera. You said on camera you were going to beat this. <laughs> That's what pushes me. I was like, you said this on camera. And I don't want to be one of those people that, okay, I didn't make it. So I got to delete this video and <laughs> try again. So, yeah. No, good for you, man. I'm glad. Thank I'm you. glad. I'm glad. What's the, ne- what's the ultimate number for push-ups? Are you going to go for 200? 200? Yep. yep. That's the goal. Yep, 200. Uh, that's- you're, you're probably going to have to get leaner to get 200, right? Honestly, uh, I mean, if you're carrying if you're carrying twenty percent, you got forty pounds of mass that could possibly get off your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I don't plan on losing weight. It took me <laughs> so long to get to over two hundred, and it took me so long to get to the one nineties. And it's like, man, that's why I appreciate it. Like, uh, I was just talking to my friend Jake about this. It's like one of those things that broke my heart when I got like into competitive bodybuilding is how many people are, are not natural. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that will flaunt themselves. I just can't. Do are you that. are you not natural? Oh, I'm all natural, man. For real, I'm all natural. Yes. Uh, There's never been a, a a time where you're like, ah, maybe I should uh, check this out. The closest I ever got to anything that wasn't natural was whey protein. Okay, and, and I did. Well, that's, that's but, but I felt like I was cheating, honestly. Really? Yeah, I literally felt like I was cheating. Like I was. This is back when I was with Cassie. I took, uh, I bought whey protein. And I, I don't, I didn't even finish the whole bottle. I felt guilty, like it killed me because it makes me feel so better and so much more empowered when people are thrown off that I could say I'm all natural. Wow! Like it pushes me even harder because there's so many people that. Is don't. there even a category for a bodybuilder that doesn't do whey protein? Uh, there's, honestly, I don't think there I, is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but like, there's so many guys that like are it, it just it you. It's one of those things where it's like they say never meet your hero, like that. That really threw me off. Like I thought Ronnie. What Cole, does that mean? To you? What does that mean to you? Never meet your hero because it's going to be disappointing when you really see their personality when they're not behind the camera. Ah, uh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Kind of see behind the curtain and yeah. be like, you know yeah. what? Yeah, it's all a show. The magic's yeah. gone. Yeah, like what goes on behind the scenes that we don't know and we don't see. 
Where is Ronnie Coleman? So Ronnie Coleman, what, seven time is eight he time. eight time eight time? Yep, bodybuilding world champion. I might be saying that wrong. Is it is it uh, a universe? Uh, Mr. Olympia, Mr. Yep. Olympia. Yep, that's right. But he's old now, right? I mean, yep. we're he's talking. We're fifties. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, he has to be somewhere around there. One thing: Have you seen him lately? I thought he. I thought I saw him get back into because yeah. he was sick for a while. Yeah, and I think he's he's back on his grind. He's getting. He's getting his 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 workouts back in. Yeah, he was really hurt for a yeah. long time from lifting all that heavy uh, weight that like was just um, it literally broke his back. And yeah. th- to see how massive he was and to see him now, that's what scares me from working out. Like like to not work out. Like I get anxiety if I'm not on vacation. I could I could deal with not working out for a week. Mm. But if I take a week off from working out, I feel like I'm gonna shrivel up real quick. And I have bigorexia. Like I don't know if you heard of that. It's like you're not big enough. Yeah. Yeah, you're and never that, you're never says that kills me, man. Like every other day, I feel like I'm like, damn, did I just lose fifty pounds last night? Mm. Like I feel like that, and like it bothers me. And like, cause they say when you see yourself every day, you don't see your growth like that. And like one of my Instagram pictures recently, where I'm like on the side, uh, and like it shows like my brand and my tattoo. Um, uh, I had to ask uh, Jake at my job, and I had to ask my fiance. I was like, "Am I this big?" She's like, "Yeah, of course you are." I was like, "I don't see that." I don't. All I know is that I work out and that people say that I'm big, but I don't see myself as everybody else says I am. Is so? Have you competed in a body yeah. bel- yep. bodybuilding? Yep. Uh, I'm actually looking for a sponsor now because I, I was paying all this money and then over quarantine, I was like, man, let me just get a sponsor. I was like, everybody like was everybody's pushed me to do bodybuilding before I got into bodybuilding. And everybody gives me compl- compliments when I'm in bodybuilding. Now I'm looking for a sponsor. But uh, 2015 was my first show, um, and I was going through a lot of stuff. And I was like, man, if I just even place in bodybuilding, that'll make my year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I placed uh, number three, dude. Yeah, and that, that good I, job. I cried, like yeah, I, yeah, because it was like I I never knew. I thought I'm I had sure there's be- many guys on that stage that have yeah. been working for yeah. years. Yeah, and this this dude just comes out of the gym. Yeah, with with these natural genetics that that just can can show up and dominate. That's good, man. Yeah, thank you. So how do you keep that? How do you keep all the the goals and all the the avenues of of things constantly going? Making sure you're spinning all these plates is is, is that even possible anymore? Uh, it is because uh, what I do is uh, I just um, I'm sorry I'm just trying to get my live on this Instagram while we talk. No, that's fine, man. Um, we got uh, we got time. I'm strict on my schedule. I wake up every morning at three twenty and like I. What time do you go to bed? Uh, between nine and nine thirty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try to get around six hours at least. To sleep. Okay. And um, I've heard that that works. Doesn't yeah. work for me, but <laughs> I heard that works. Yeah. You and Bill Snyder. Yeah, I've I've heard that before. Yeah. Let's let's also sorry. I had to ask you. You have a gigantic power cat on your back, and yeah. you and you did not play football. No. Okay. No. No. Nope. You just you just rep K State. Yep. All day, every day. What makes what what made you fall in love with K State? I guess that's just gonna focus on me for this podcast. That's fine, man. Um, as it, as it should, <laughs> it should focus on you. It's where I'm from. It's okay. where I'm from. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I've always been. I've never been ashamed of where I'm from. Um, uh, and at one point, I had so much hate for Manhattan, which is funny because of all the people that I was dealing with, mm. and because my mom and just so many bad memories. But then when I got older, it's so crazy now looking back at it, man. There's so many people from K State that support me inbox me talk to me take pictures with me and it's like 
it's so crazy coming from like at one point where I was like, I'm never coming back to Manhattan. I don't know if I could cuss on your podcast, but <laughs> but uh, I I basically we'll, said we'll just have to put an explicit on, on the on the podcast thread. That's yeah, okay. I, yeah, I basically said f Manhattan. There you at go. At one point, and um, I I did I hated everything about Kansas just from all the memories and just my mom and and everything that went through, and then like I stick stuck it out. Um, well, I'll tell you, if you leave Manhattan, life just gets better. It just instantly makes people say it's that. just it's just, it's just the truth, right? If you if you grew up here and you go to Kansas City, yeah. Or if you go to Wichita, trust me, it's just, it, I hear success is just, they're just yeah. giving it out. That's what I hear. A lot of, <laughs> I know a lot of people that uh, leave Manhattan, they say that they've been telling me for years, you need to leave Manhattan, it's a black <laughs> hole. And they, I know a lot of people that either moved to Kansas City or Texas. And uh, I love California when I went out there, though. I've been traveling a lot lately. What part? Uh, I went to uh, Oakland, but I was in San Francisco every single day. My friend Eddie let me stay with him. Uh, how can you afford living in San Francisco? I don't know how people can afford living in Oakland, man. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> dog. Like, uh, San Francisco was expensive. Spoke, I took the BART every day, and a lot of people ended up homeless or leaving um, leaving uh, California. When we went, when me and my friend Jose went to um, Colorado last year, there were so many people from Colorado and from Texas that were there. Oh, a lot yeah. of people from California. A lot of people from California were in Colorado. But yeah, it's getting expensive. I know some people that have like brothers or cousins that are engineers that even say San Francisco is expensive. Oh yeah, that leave and move to Texas. Yeah, it's 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 so expensive that they're unable to actually have, you know, the lower end. Yeah. Uh, jobs, you know, people to bus your table, Tech people Valley. to wait, yeah. wait, wait yeah. at your table, people yeah. to clean up the restaurant. Yeah. Like it's not possible because yeah. people can't physically location-wise, get into the city. It's crazy. Yeah. Have you been to San Francisco? I haven't, but that's, oh, that's actually one. I, he, but, you know, since this whole COVID thing, I've been like, gosh, I'm just going to have to wait a couple of years till I go back because, I mean, I don't know. For some reason, it just kind of freaks me out. I don't want to go yeah. into a spot. Not that I'm afraid of getting COVID. I'm yeah. vaccinated and everything, but I just... I'm I'm worried that the vacation will just not be enjoyable because of all the restrictions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't I, California. I'm just waiting for that whole fire just to die down. <laughs> Are they still burning? I don't know. Probably. Uh, it's probably another one coming right around the corner though. Yeah, when we were in Colorado, it was burning. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, the thing with uh, San Francisco though is beautiful. I tried to see um, Alcatraz, but it was too dark. Uh-huh. I was on the pier. Uh, uh, it's very diverse and uh. California and um when I went to uh I was on the Golden Gate Bridge what's but, uh, that like so if you're finally you're yeah. fine you're out of Manhattan yeah. you're finally in a place that has many different colors yes yeah. yeah is yeah. that refreshing is that like you're you're happy that more happy there you or? know what's crazy about it is that I, I I love to have these conversations because like because Manhattan like, it is not diverse <laughs> yeah but in my it kind of is to me because I've had friends of all races and nationalities especially with the military being outside but like growing up a majority of my friends were white uh, but when i was on the south side it was mixture mm-hmm. it was mixture it was black white mexican yep. and whatnot but like um i kind of veered away from the south side and started hanging out with my, like we would do a lot of fun stuff on the south side but like <laughs> when i was with my white friends man like we would do some dumb dumb stuff man. like aggieville aggieville and just parties and like the stuff we would say and do to people was just hilarious but um uh i mean honestly it doesn't bother me like you know i could go to certain places and i could tell that there's some people that like want to make you feel uncomfortable but i don't let that bother me i don't let it bother me because it's like you must not think that a lot of people don't think i'm from kansas i've known some people that have asked me 
if I was from Texas or or somewhere else, but they never expect Kansas. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm from Manhattan, Kansas. And then when I say that, oh, the Wizard of Oz, that's all people know about Kansas. So, I mean, that's Manhattan. So what was it like being in the on the, oh, uh, the West Coast? It was beautiful, man. I met some cool people that I met on uh, Instagram. We talked. Uh, we became friends. I still talk to this day uh, because what's so funny is that um, – uh, like when it comes to music, which is so funny, all the, out of all the places that I wanted to move after I got to the boys' home, it was all the places that I listened to the most music from. I loved West Coast music. I love Houston music. At one point, man, I there's yeah, there's some people that still to this day ask me if I'm from Texas because, like, my old school car, my grill, <laughs> my music, I listen to everything, and then Atlanta. But um, man, uh, California. So was, you don't rep Biggie, huh? I mean, I like the East Coast, but like I like their '90s stuff. I don't like their newer stuff as much. Like gotcha. I just, I just, I don't know, man. It's just, a, I don't know. But I'm really big into battle rap now, which a lot of the East Coast is. Uh, Are you into. battle rapping? That I'm not gonna make. You're not gonna spit bars here. I'm telling you, we're not gonna go there. That's, I don't have any. I don't have any beat machine. Like that's we're, a big we're, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I got a lot of stuff for the future. So. <laughs> He's working on it. He's working on it. Um, that sounds terrifying. It, the, the idea yeah. of, of battle rapping mm-hmm. well yeah. is sounds absolutely yeah. terrifying. I love their, their creativity and their wordplay. I love that. Like so who, the who inspires you right now? Like in the battle rap region? Yeah. Who's, who's, who do you think is, is on the top of the game? Uh, Daylight, which he's from uh, Watts, uh, California. Okay. Uh, Danny Myers, which is one of my favorites. I met him in Kansas City three years ago. Got him a picture of with him. Where's he from? He's from uh, South, South Central, okay. Los Angeles. He's one of the best. Uh, I took a picture with him. We chatted. We talked. Everything. Um, uh, Arsenal. He's from New Jersey. Uh, Geechee Gotti. He's from uh, Compton, California. Rum Nitty, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I just found out that my cousin went to school with T-Top, okay. which is a battle rapper from North Carolina, which is so crazy. We, <laughs> he just told me this this weekend. He's like, I never knew you were into battle rap. I was like, yeah, I've been listening to it for like six or five or six years. So. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just love their, their wordplay. And plus, I was listening to so much rap that I felt like today's rappers, like mainstream wise, I'm not mm. going to say underground, but mainstream wise, they talk about the same stuff and they're not creative with their lyrics. I feel like they're just rhyming. It's not rapping anymore. <clears throat> yeah. There's a, there's a new artist out there. I'm going to broacher his last name. Toby. He's not new, I guess. He's not. He's, um, yeah. Uh, why? Uh, yep. Just fi- uh, the fire fire yeah. video that just came out is by far the greatest thing yeah. I've ever seen since this is America. Yeah. Um, and it, I'm just I'm blown away by the lyrics yeah. structure. I'm blown away by not only it's his him and his wife and yeah. their kids are on the rap video. They're yeah. not cussing, but their bars are so good. Yeah. He, uh, I think he's actually from Houston, Texas as well. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. That's right. He's a good rapper. I, I heard uh, one song he did. Uh, he had our Beyonce reference. I forgot the name of it, but that that song and the beat he and the can video spit was ridiculous. Bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah. again, I think. I mean, we're not going to go too deep down that, but like, I have a since all my rap, uh, the the rap collection I have comes yeah. from guys that actually rap songs. Yeah, and then this there's this whole genre of mumble rapping yeah, and yeah. all these things that like that don't rhyme. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what what this is. It's hip hop, but it's yeah. it's just not my hip hop. What do you I think guess. about Lil Wayne? So I've I've listened to Lil Wayne for a very long time. The yeah. double entendre thing is yep. okay, Love but it, but it doesn't get me. Like I mm. get tired of it because the double entendre is Kanye picked it up, and then a lot of other people started picking up. Um, yeah. 
I really like, um, oh gosh, who's the, um, uh, what's popping? Um, Jack, oh, Har- Jack, yeah, Harlow. Jack Harlow. Yep. I think Jack yep. Harlow. So yep. again, when you listen to these guys that are that are rapping into baby right now, mm-hmm. like they're actually got a yeah. story. Yeah. They're spitting and it's yeah. Anyways. You know what I like about the baby? I'm glad you brought his name up. I'm glad that I'm happy. I like Is he the in jail f- still? I'm not sure, but he I like, might he might be. <laughs> I like the fact that he is not actually all talk. Like he's knocked some guys out. Like I, oh, I, <laughs> he's he's for real. That's yeah. why he's in jail right now. Yeah. He had like guns on him or whatever. It's crazy, but Come that's the now. that's the one thing though is like when you're in that limelight, you're being watched by everybody. So yeah, and some people are definitely gonna test you, like you, when they know your temper and what you do. But are you a Takashi six nine? No, thank you. No, honest <laughs> man. You know what's crazy? He's made some good songs, but the thing that I don't respect about him is that you put on this this it's whole. Not, it's not authentic. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not genuine. Like, I could see if like, okay, if this is what happened to your girl and with all these people that, you know, infiltrated you and did all this stuff to you that were in the gang, but you were going around taunting people. I'm going to kill you. I got this AK. I got this and all this stuff. And then you go to court and you don't have all that stuff. That That's what bothers me with that guy. He's an opportunist and he's taking, he's trying to create, you know, He's trying to create a spotlight for himself, which I guess he's he's doing a really good job of doing. But that's the next thing. But if you want to live, it just depends on how you want to make your career. If you want to make your career that way, but just I imagine guess. how when he's not talked about anymore, how paranoid it's gonna, he's going to have to be. The when fall, he, the fall is going to be yeah, hard for yeah, him. It's it going to be really hard. He might end up doing what uh, you know because uh, he's going to have to go to the next ridiculous thing, yeah, right? He's going to yeah, have to create yeah. something even so ridiculous. And a lot of those famous guys are depressed. They think that oh, getting sure. high and getting drunk is cool. They're running from something, man. They're mm-hmm. running from something. I know for a fact that a guy like him, he acts like it doesn't bother him. But when his fame goes, because rappers only have like a five to 10 year span of what they're hot for. Oh, sure. After that, when what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Like when you can't afford the bodyguards and all this stuff, you're going to have to deal with what you did. You who, who influences you right now? Rap wise, like battle or, or nor just 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 in, in business and mm. in, in life. Is, is there anybody that really you like to listen to that that yeah. speaks really good words to you uh my future me my anxiety <laughs> okay cali muscle uh i like what he's done um grant cardone uh gary vaynerchuk gary, um, gary v yeah i All love right. yeah, i love him like at first his voice used to annoy me but he ha- he's passionate about what he talks about good um good 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 i i followed gary v my dad actually turned me on to gary seriously? v seriously wow because I've been I've been with Gary V since he had Wine Library yep. TV. Yeah, yeah. So my dad and yeah. I would actually drink wine and and listen to what that's he was crazy. tasting. Yeah. And so that's all I knew. I was like, yeah. this guy's really captivating. I really yep. enjoy his yep. his daily blog, his vlog. And then once he went to the entrepreneur level, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, yeah. this dude's crazy. Yeah. He talks about some crazy stuff. And like I love Bedros Koulian. Uh, I don't know him. Fit Body Boot Camp. Which oh, he okay. has one in here. Yeah, uh, he talks about how he was a, a uh, came from communist Russia, came over here with nothing. His family was broke. Uh, he dealt with a lot of um, uh, kind of like reverse racism, I guess is that how he puts it. Because hmm. uh, he was like a foreigner, and like they were like, "Go back to your your country and everything." Now this guy is like uh, a millionaire. He's a millionaire. He's a, a motivational speaker. Uh, and he fights MMA fighters. Like he does not be like, okay, I'm rich. I have money. I want to push myself to the limit still. Uh, Are you a David Goggins guy? Love that guy. You know what's crazy about David Goggins? I've heard some people compare me to him. But oh, you, but well, you, okay. You, you Hold know, on a second. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
you might be doing some crazy stuff, <laughs> but you're not doing no Moab 260, man. But that's the crazy thing, though, is that a lot of people might say that they remind, <laughs> I remind them, but I'm like, I was talking about this Maybe stuff you are, before, I before I even, but what captivated me about him is that he, his self-talk is just like mine. Yeah. That's, uh, that's why I kind of said it. Yeah, it's what yeah, it, it what it reminds yeah, me of a little and like, bit. I have his book. I just have not read it yet because I just finished uh, Jay Prince's book, uh, uh, The Art and Science of Respect. Great book. Good book. Yeah, great book. Like I read that on the train to Chicago and on the way back. Man, I loved it. Um, who else influences me? C. T. Fletcher, um, Les Brown, Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas. A lot of motivational speakers. Do you have any friends like close to you that like are people because? Here, here's one thing that I'm, I'm curious about. I think a lot of people can create things around them. A lot of people yeah. can also create business, yeah. but sometimes it's not, uh, sometimes it can have flaws and people aren't able to see the flaws yeah. because they're self-deceived. Yeah. I'm not saying you're self-deceived, my friend. Yeah. But I am asking you, are you, do you have people around you that can maybe <laughs> correct you in case you do go down a path that's like, Nah, uh, maybe maybe that's not the right way, because again, you can't listen to negativity yeah. all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you need to have at least some 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 uh, some ropes at the yeah. end of, of the end of the, the mat to, to to keep you uh, inside. Honestly, <clears throat> I hear the only thing I really hear nowadays is that do you when do you ever sleep? That's all I hear. Uh, I I think people just stop doubting me, honestly. But it's one of those things where it's like, I listen to everything. Constructive criticism has definitely helped me. At first, when I was younger, I was like, oh, they're just hating on me. But everybody, a lot of people get hate and constructive criticism intertwined. Mm -hmm. It's like, just because somebody does not like what you're doing or the way that you sound does not mean they're haters. They could, as no matter how it came off, ignorant, rude, or polite, it's all about the way you take it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but one of those things, um, Honestly, it's hard for me to work with people because I really don't trust too many people, honestly. Ah. And I've worked with some people and it's like they don't have the same drive as me. And that kind of bothers me because it's like I don't want to constantly be pushing somebody and have to motivate them. If you're really passionate about what you want to do, we should be pushing each other. I shouldn't be carrying and dragging somebody uh, to motivate you, you know. It's one of those things. But mm, you, nah. ha- you have all these you have all these uh, avenues, yeah. you know. Which one do you want to see succeed the most? Which which passion? Your writing passion, passion. Your your bodybuilding passion. Which one do you? Which one would you want to see? Your rap passion. Which one would you like to see go to the moon? Honestly, all of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, but here's, Come the, on here's now. the crazy thing. <laughs> I've actually thought about this two weeks ago, man. Working out ignites my brain. So okay. when I'm working out, all these words, all these ideals, all these inventions, all the everything pops up in my head when I'm working out. Mm. It keeps my mind right. But I love music man i love music so much that like i love to critique it i love to hear it i love listening to i used to just be biased i used to just want to listen to rap and r&b and pop now i'm listening to country old rock <clears throat> and it's like i can't believe i used to be so ignorant to the point where i thought that if it's not rap r&b or pop it has to suck hmm. when every country country artists have some great lyrics um they usually have the best the the best lyrics yeah they have the some best storytellers very great lyrics and like i noticed that with some rappers all they're doing is rhyming words mm-hmm. like i love a story like jordan lucas I, have you heard of jordan lucas? yeah i've heard of jordan lucas. man yeah. that guy but uh i think that with music mainly because i love working out but i noticed that with music it has a more of a powerful reach and influence because 
Like you could talk about your story and people will actually hear you, listen to you. And you could talk about something that motivates people, something, a jingle, something that gets stuck in their head. And also I noticed that a lot of artists don't realize how powerful and influence, influential they are. Like I feel like like when Lil Wayne was on his like, little run, I think he could have sold more clothes than what he wanted to, more merchandise. That's why Tech Nine's doing it. Tech Nine is selling his merchandise because he's pushing it out there. They say most of his money is from merchandise. I haven't heard about Tech Nine in a while. Has he done oh. any? Al- has he done any albums yet? Yeah, man. he's still putting yeah. out material. Yeah, but he's kind of slowed down a little bit with the shows. But Tech Nine is one of my favorite rappers, also. Nice from the Midwest. Have you met him? No, but I met Chris Calico. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. We went to a show at uh, <laughs> RC McGraw's, and uh, you could only see Tech Nine if you paid for VIP. Uh-huh. Chris Calico was humble. He talked to us. We took pictures with him. I have some pictures on my That's Instagram awesome. and on, on my Facebook. But Chris Calico was a cool guy. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and then when I went to California, my main reason to go to California was to see the Mac Dre mural. Cause Mac Dre, what's this? Uh, do you know who Mac Dre is? I don't. Oh man, he's he started the hyphy movement, like Thiz Nation, Thiz Entertainment, and like, uh, like basically when people were popping ecstasy and like sweating and like doing dumb dances and, <laughs> and glow sticks and shake your dreads and everything. But uh, I heard about him when I was in the boys' home so much that I thought that he was from Kansas City, but he got killed in Kansas City, which is oh gotcha. But um, uh, I went to Oakland and I took a picture by the mural <clears throat> and um. That that was my highlight. Even though I went to the beach, even though I uh, went to San Francisco, I was on the east side of Oakland. It was that mural, man. That mural meant a lot. And um, but yeah, he he's definitely influential. Uh, he great lyrics still to this day. Great music. Uh, I think he died in two thousand five or two thousand six. But uh, yeah, they tried to say that some Kansas City rapper killed him, but nobody knows. So Brian, <laughs> hey up? man, that's that's time. Oh, it didn't. We 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 barely got <laughs> got anything done today. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. We'll have you back. Okay, most definitely, man. But I'm I. If so, hey, first of all, if 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 there if this podcast is reaching anybody, please sponsor this dude to work out more. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get him back on stage. We got to get we got to get him big bigger or stop eating Burger <laughs> King. Maybe we can afford some steaks in his. In his ref- in his refrigerator. Yeah, I don't know about the steaks. Yeah. Oh, I just got done eating pork too. How can we How can we see you perform? Is there Is there any Is there any performances coming up? How can uh, we find you? Uh, just keep following me on social media. Okay, we uh, will. Yeah, I'm planning. Like I said, once I get that sponsorship, I'm gonna start getting back on the stage for bodybuilding. Uh, my last show was 2019, I believe. So yeah. And and when and when we see you on Anderson. Yeah. Is it okay for us to honk at you? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I wave at you even if I don't know you. I just hear a honk and I'm, I'm just waving. I'm like, I'll find out who that is later. Share love to Brian and honk at him on yeah. Anderson. Thanks, bro. Hey, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank cool. you. We'll yep. see you guys next time. All right. <sighs>